Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no-holes-barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Yay. I love how you're so ready every week, D-Love. Well, I think, you know, we're getting a lot more practice these days. Yes, we are. Our Our 101 day little commitment that we made. Yes. And yesterday was my birthday, so uh, that was happy times. That would have been four days ago once this show runs to air for its first time, but yes. That's true. Yes. February 7th. I'm yep. an Aquarian. My birthday, girl. Freaky Aquarians. Yes. Today, actually, we're talking about a topic not so exciting. <laughs> Maybe what? it is exciting. But, you know, I'm all into pleasure. I'm such a bliss bunny. But today we're talking about pain. Oh. So it's, it's, um, not about, it's not about staying in pain. It's about getting beyond pain, right? It's true. So maybe it is an exciting topic because it's about getting beyond pain and moving back into pleasure. I think for people in pain, that's probably one of the most exciting topics they could ever hear about. Yeah, you're right, D-Love. Thanks for bringing me back to the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks to be in pain. That's the it part that does. You're, you're it does. So, to. so today I'm going to offer some solutions. But first, we have to do disclaimer time. There's my music. The content presented on this show is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the US FDA. The information and products discussed on the show are not in any way medical advice. They're not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based solely on this informational content. Before making changes to your diet and lifestyle, please consult your physician or nat- naturopathic doctor. Using this informational content, with, content without first consulting your health professional is your right as a human being, and my guests and I assume no responsibility. Please do not apply the ideas and suggestions you hear on the show if you are not willing to assume this risk. And one of my most frequently asked questions comes from men who want to help their wives or girlfriends. They write to me about loving their partners deeply but lost when it comes to dealing with pain during intercourse. What do you do when sex hurts? What are some ways to overcome painful sex? What does arousal have to do with more pleasure and less pain? Did you know that chronic pain is known as as vulvodynia? I'm going to answer some of these questions, talk about these topics, as well as offer tips and advice for overcoming challenging sexual issues that women face. Men, you want to listen so that you can help your lover and get the quality and quantity of sex that you desire. And women, listen in to help yourself. Regardless of if it's in pain or not, you'll still benefit from knowing the answers to these big questions. And I have to throw in that sexuality changes during your lifetime. So there may be a time in your life, even if you're not experiencing pain, when you may be experiencing pain. So, you know, just want to throw that out there that this information is good for you over your lifetime, even if you're not in pain now. So um, someone I have to give kudos to, which is Ellen Heed. She was instrumental in helping me to 
end my pain when I had really intense pain after the birth of my son. You've probably heard me talk about that. And you can go back and look at archives of some of the shows. Um, but you'll hear me talk about her more because she clued me in on a missing piece to painful sex, which is scar tissue. I'll touch on this, but for now, I, I want to give you a framework for looking at sexual issues like pain and how you can turn it around. So there are four big obstacles to sexual health and pleasure. The first one being biochemistry. So what do I mean by biochemistry? Biochemistry means what's happening in your hormones and what's happening in your blood. So when I'm talking about hormones, most people think of menopause, but they also, there are many, many fluctuations that come through, throughout the month for women, as well as different stages in life. So you have all these different hormonal changes. If we look at the big picture, we have, you know, the teenage years. Everybody says, oh, your hormones kick in or, you know, puberty. When you start changing, you start developing breasts and uh, you start getting sexually active maybe, you know, and there's a certain hormonal makeup during that time. Now, when you have a baby, you have a major shift again when, you know, all of your sex hormones might plummet like they did to me. Um, you may experience dryness. You may experience lack of libido. And this is all due to ho the hormonal makeup that happens so that you can be breastfeeding and really caring for your child. So um, a lot of these things are natural, but it's important to know about how to work with biochemistry and biochemistry can create pain because dryness, um, thinning of the vaginal lining, which happens during menopause. So that's the next big one is perimenopause going through menopause and then postmenopause. that whole segment there, there's a whole bunch of chemical changes going on in the body that can really wreak havoc on the sex life. If you don't understand things and if your body's not in optimal health, and then I'd also add, even later in life, there, there are more chemical changes. So lots of stuff to look at, as well as the monthly cycle. So if we look at the microcosm, we have a whole monthly cycle if a woman is still having her period where, um, you know, there's a, there's a big spike in libido and in pleasure that's felt due to ovulation. And then that can dip down the, the coming week before menstruation. So just knowing that that, you know, that's a big big key. And you want to have different kinds of sex during those kinds of times because the sex is going to feel different. And there are things that you can do to actually optimize and make sex more pleasurable during those cycles. Are you listening, D-Love? Yeah, yeah. I was going to interject. There's also issues, biochemical issues that might uh, arise from environment. Yes. The chemicals, estrogens, all sorts of things in your food, your cleaners, your uh, air fresheners, things that will mess up your natural hormonal cycles. Yes. So, um, you know, one of the things you've been noticing, D-Love, has been just getting good water. nuts, not in plastic bottles because the plastics have some really negative estrogens in them. And uh, you said you've been sort of noticing some changes just since making that. Yeah, I'm not sure of all, all of the areas that might be affecting whatever's going on, but I just feel a uh, higher level of libido, and I am taking a few herbal uh, supplements, but I'm not – there's not very many of them, but the things that have been the consistent change have been almost no water in any kind of plastic. It's all in glass, and it's natural spring water. And uh, so other things, you know, like changed my morning muffin routine. And I mm -hmm. imagine that the muffins that I was getting are, you know, have GMO wheat and all that kind of good, delicious 
nastiness in them. So um, uh, I think those things are just slowly adding up to having me feel a real difference over time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think, too, that for you, you know, we're also getting further and further away from our baby stuff. Our That's baby true. days. And I yes. think that that makes a big cha change. So men have these biochemical things going on as well. Um, now, when it equates with pain, we have to look at, okay, well, what are the solutions that we can use to change our biochemistry in a positive way? There's a great book that I love by Dr. Braverman, Younger, Sexier You. And I love that, the kind of the premise of looking at hormones, looking at biochemistry, and that the more sex we have, actually, the longer we live, the healthier it is for us. So um, that's another really interesting take on these things. Um, then we have, so, so biochemistry, and I want to add to biochemistry because you love sort of touched on this, but blood is also a big important part of blood biochemistry. So um, microcirculation, which we need to get into all those little tiny capillaries for arousal when that microcirculation is cut off or not flowing optimally, we don't get aroused as we should and we don't have as much pleasure as we should and there, it could affect pleasure um, and it could cause pain in some ways. So looking at microcirculation, looking, is your blood really stagnant? Is it hard to get into those areas that need to engorge and fill with blood? Another question when it comes to biochemistry. Next, let's look at biomechanics. So this is the second obstacle. Biomechanics, meaning how your bodies come together, meaning your flexibility. Um, do you have pain in your body when you bend certain ways? And the biomechanics of the pelvis can really, you know, that can be another area where we see pain, which could be, you know, maybe you're just not as flexible as you used to be. Or my maybe, first, uh, go my ahead. first true, true love had a tilted pelvis and a contracted uh, pelvic, like the pelvic bones for her vaginal opening were sort of tilted and constricted. So any deep penetration. You mean her pelvic opening? like Her pelvic opening, yeah. Uh -huh. So her, any insertion, any penetration sex was really painful for her. Because she had this pelvic tilt. Yeah. So it's that simple. Like that could be something that's like not so difficult fix because you could go to the chiropractor. You can get structural reintegration work. There's a lot of things that you can do with biomechanics to sort of help shift the structure if you're having a tilted pelvis. Um, and that's a great, I mean, that's just a great story, D-Love, because that, you know, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, I wow. didn't know. We, our, our relationship is very uh uh, innocent. So I didn't even get that far until I came in contact with her a few years later when she was having sex. And she told me this whole, uh, this whole process she'd been through realizing that her pelvic opening was constricted. Wow. And yeah. was she doing any therapy to work on that? Just fucking. Well, <laughs> just having <laughs> lots of sex. You know, so, so some of the things I would look at there is I would say, you know, go to your chiropractor, go to your sexological body worker. You know, there are people who can help with things like this. It's not like we have to suffer. It's like so many people just don't talk about sex and then therefore they think that they're alone and there's really nothing they can do. And unfortunately, a lot of doctors are not as well educated as they could be in the area of sexuality. I mean, I even know like... Well, another another 
piece to this is negative psyche, so negative emotions. And I know so many therapists that I've talked to, and they get no training in sexuality whatsoever. So when these things come up, sometimes they don't even know how to deal with it. And then they also get embarrassed about the topic. So then their client feels embarrassed, you know, so, so then that just perpetuates the shame and not being able to talk about it. Same thing with, with a lot of medical doctors is I've heard stories of people like they go to their medical doctor with their issue and then they can't, um, they, they feel embarrassed because their doctor got embarrassed. Their doctor, you know, turned red in the face and got all like, uh, 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 and didn't have really good bedside manner around this topic. So, um, anyway, we have to take a break. We're going to come back for more about how to deal with pain and some of the solutions. Right now I'm talking about the things that might be causes, but things that you can look at. So more Sex with Jaya when we return. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women. But there is Aloe Cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're back with more sex with Jaya. You know, lubricant is one solution to ending pain, but not all lubricants are created equal. I use aloe cadabra. It's good for your body, it's natural as nature, and it's certified organic. www.allocadabra.com. Use coupon code Jaya, that's J-A-I-Y-A, for 20% off. It's been a good friend to us. 
It has been, you know, after Eamon was born. I don't like to put anything icky in my body. I don't want to risk infection and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Alicadabra was part of my healing um, when I experienced pain during intercourse. Yay, Alicadabra. Yay. Uh, I'll talk more about lubricants in a second. Um, so after, you know, we, I talked about biochemistry, biomechanics, and I touched very briefly on negative psyche, but that can be another thing is, you know, what are your emotions around sex? If sex is painful, do you have that like stuck in your mind that it's always going to be painful? And then every time you go to have sex, your body tightens up because you're thinking, oh God, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Or are you just like, you know, you had a baby and then all of a sudden you felt like a mother and then sex didn't feel right. You know, just things like that where we have to take a look at what is our mind doing? What are our judgments? Do we have all the shame from the past, what's happening emotionally when it comes to sex. And then finally, the fourth piece, so this is the four obstacles to sexual health and pleasure, is scar tissue. And this is the piece that Ellen Heed really led me to um, and to understand, which was how scar tissue can affect it. And all of these things affect each other. You know, biomechanics can affect your psyche. Biochemistry can affect your biomechanics. Biochemistry can affect your psyche. Scar tissue can affect all of these. So just to know that, that you know, they sort of, once one is there, it can affect the others. So scar tissue, what happens with scar tissue, and I'll, and I'll go into this very briefly here, but I want to talk about it a little bit later, is that it, it cuts off nerve conductivity. It can cut off the ability to arouse because blood flow can't get in there. It can cause a lot of pain. So this is, this is really a big, big one. Um, the good news is that all of these can be turned around to the four pathways to optimal sex, sexual health and pleasure. I mean, really, you can use these things to your benefit as opposed to letting them be something that's negative. So there's a little piece for your psyche. Um, A lot of times, though, pain is due to a lack of full arousal. Um, You know, when we're not fully aroused, it hurts during penetration for many, many women. And many women don't even know what it is to be fully aroused. So, um, when we don't, we've never seen it because we don't see it in, in porn movies. You know, we don't know what it feels like or looks like. So I really encourage those of you who are experiencing pain or if you're a guy who has a partner who's experiencing pain, please, please, please just take a lot of time. Take a lot of time building full arousal. Okay. So uh, D Love, let's dive into questions because I know I have a lot of questions from listeners, and most of them write to me. They don't call in, so let's start with question number one, All if right. you have it there. Okay. Yes, Jaya, I have listened to you several times on Playboy Radio, Tiffany Granith's show mostly. I know you have healing techniques for postpartum pain. Do you have any ideas for pain from what I am told is vulvar, <laughs> vulvar, vulvar vestibulitis and uh-huh. or vulvodynia? I have never given birth vaginally. However, I had three C-sections. I'm not sure how or if that plays into it. Any help suggestions would be greatly appreciated. I just want to be able to have sex without pain. Thanks so much. Okay, great. So uh, for those of you who don't know, vulvodynia is a chronic feeling of pain sort of like on the, during intercourse. You know, it can be sort of on the outside, more toward the introitus, which is the opening of the vagina. And, and people experience different things with this. But I feel like a lot of people who have pain uh, sort of get thrown in. Oh, you just have vulvar vestibulitis or you just have vulvodynia. And what's not being looked at, again, is scar tissue. So she says here, I had three C-sections. And this is something also that, you know, oh, I had a C-section. I didn't have a vaginal birth. So why would it be causing vaginal pain? 
Well, I just did a bunch of research with Ellen Heed, and we found out that women who had C-sections have scar tissue within their vaginal canal or at the back near the cervix, and that the scar tissue can grow from the C-section depending on the kind of C-section that you have. So there are two different types of C-sections that are done. One is done very, it's kind of like a bikini line, and it's done lower, and this can cause scarring, especially down deeper and, and really seriously cause pain. We had one woman in our study who um, had twins and she had had pain during intercourse for three years and nobody could help her until, you know, we, what do you know, we worked with her scar tissue, voila, after three sessions, she did not have any pain anymore. She could have sex pretty much any position and do anything she wanted. So is this the woman who was so busy having sex, she couldn't Write her testimonial. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I'm so busy having sex. Yay. She was so happy. Um, So, first thing is scar tissue. See if you have it. Look at your pelvic floor. Um, Scar tissue looks shiny and white. Um, Probably if you've had a C section, you won't be able to see it because the scar for most C sections, you'll be able to see your C section scar, but you won't be able to see the internal scar. And usually what we saw in our research was with the internal scar, um, there was scarring on the cervix, on and near the cervix, and within the vaginal canal. So um, that would be my first piece, is to see if you have the scar tissue, because the scar tissue is going to keep you from arousing. The scar tissue uh, may perpetuate an infection. There are theories that scar tissue um, affects the immune system, so it could affect your health in, in your, the area of your pelvic floor. Um, you know, there's so much there. I can go on and on about scar tissue. So for those of you listening who maybe could see your scar tissue, if you had a vaginal tear or episiotomy, you can look, you may see pink, pink like or purplish raised scar. That's keloidal scar tissue. You may see bright, shiny scar tissue. It may look white because it's not getting blood flow to it. Um, but usually it's, it's pretty visible. You can see if you have it and you can also feel if you have it. So if you're going internally, especially if for someone who's had a C-section, you can circumnavigate the cervix, meaning you can go around it and you'll feel inside for your cervix kind of feels like the tip of your nose. If everybody could just feel the tip of your nose. But if you go around that, you can feel if it's adhered anywhere to the vaginal wall. And this is, this is a big cause of pain, um, especially with deeper penetration that, you know, you want to massage that and you can massage that with special oils. The, the other thing I'd say is, you know, lubricant, 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 and full arousal. I'm going to come back to that lots and lots and lots. You have that, some information that people can check out, right? Oh, yeah. Um, you can go. I have a course online uh, with Ellen Heed, reclaimsex.com slash open, and you can um, get a free two-day uh, trial if you want to check that course out. So it's again, reclaimsex.com forward slash open for the free tri- trial that you can check out online for, um, you know, and there's all the techniques there. I mean, you can see the massage. We have all these little video clips of how to do it. And we actually demonstrate a C-section scar massage right there. So you can see it. Um, thank you, D-Love. And at some cool. point, this will be directly linked through sex is you, or can they find it through sex as well? I believe they can find it at sexisyou.com as well. There's a RSVP is the name of the course. Reclaim Sexual Vitality Postpartum. Do, do, do. Um, you know, so I want to go back to arousal just really briefly because I think that that's a really important one and something that with the scar tissue, 
it can be difficult. So first deal is like melt the scar tissue if you can, um, by through using massage and oils and, um, stretching, you know, you can look at different resources for how to do that search online. And, um, but working inside the vaginal canal is something that a lot of people don't have experience with. So you want to make sure that you have somebody who has had experience with C-section scarring, um, and, and massaging that out. If you're going to go to a practitioner, a sexological body worker who has, uh, experience in working with this. So the other thing I would say, are you using lubricants? Um, you know, she doesn't mention anything in there about what she's tried, but I would also go to people with vulvodynia if they're using lots of lubricants and getting fully aroused. What are they doing as far as foreplay goes? Are they having touch and massage and kissing and lots of oral sex? Um, you know, she's talking about sex with pain, but I would go again to what are, what is her definition of sex? Is she having any kind of other activities? How is she staying connected with her partner and what are her emotions? You know, again, I want to always look at those four. So scar tissue would be the first thing I'd go here just because of the C-sections. Then I'd look at what's happening with emotions um, you know, how is her relationship with her partner since they've had three kids? Are they taking time to actually get aroused or is it always sort of like, let's do a quickie and it's kind of just like stick it in. That might be another reason why it hurts because things have changed after having a baby. I'm um, looking at biochemistry. Does, has she had her hormones checked? Maybe there's something going on there where her estrogen is low and her vagina has thinned. Her vaginal tissue, the tissue in her labia and her vulva has thinned. And I think that that's really important to also look at because if her estrogens are low, the good estrogens, then she may be having issue with thinning and the lining. And that, that can also hurt because she could get little micro tears and um, that could be an issue. It's an issue I had. Um, and biomechanics, you know, how are they coming together? What are some positions that do work? Is there anything that works for her? And I think all of those things are really, really, really important. All right. I have this, yeah, all this stuff uh, really applies to a close personal friend of mine. So this is a good show for me because uh, my thought is to try and help her work through those. In all of this stuff that you're talking about, would you say that there's one to sort of look at first? It depends on what, where the pain is coming. You know, if, if it's somebody who's had three C-sections, of course, I'm going to look at scar tissue first because that's right. three major you know, surgeries with scar that will create scars. And then, um, you know, if it's somebody, let's say you haven't had children and you're experiencing vulvodynia or vulvar vestibulitis, you know, then I would look at how's the person lubricating, how is their arousal level, um, you know, what's happening during sex emotionally, um, mm-hmm. you know, well, I know, it, I know this person has blocks once the, she can get lubricated and all wet while kissing with clothes on and get all excited. But the moment it starts to move towards actual intercourse, uh, and gets into intercourse, then it's painful. And, right. uh, it sounds like there's definitely some emotional barriers there because she's experienced a lot of sex early, painful sex early on in her right. sex life. Um, and then and that, that causes fear anytime it gets there and then exactly. the body sort of tenses up. So, you know, it sounds like to me what would be going on would be there would be a psyche thing there because of pain in the past. Mm-hmm. And that would be the first thing is just getting some breath into the body, some relaxation in the body, no rushing or goal orientation around trying to have intercourse that it's just mm-hmm. 
outer course for lots and lots of time. And then looking at biomechanics would be the next piece because the psyche causes the body to tense and there could be chronic tension and chronic, you know, inability to sort of let go within the pelvic floor. Um, you know, so there's a, the biggest thing in that situation I would say would be the psyche because there's been pain in the past. And mm -hmm. then is she fully arousing? You know, what right. does it look like as she's getting aroused? Is there, is there, even though the, a person may say, oh, I'm aroused because in their mind they're aroused. Mm -hmm. And even if they're lubricated, lubrication mm -hmm. is a tricky thing. Doesn't always necessarily mean that they're fully aroused. I would go more on looking at color looking at swelling, looking at, you know, don't enter that person who has this kind of pain unless they look the size of a football. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think there's a psychological level, level as well because she can't seem to get deep into relationships due to these issues. And she wants to please her partner sexually. So she's sort of rushing into mm -hmm. the sex before it's even like, and, and she doesn't feel the ability to put these things out there because it will be a turnoff. She just wants to right. have her man feel the ability to ravish her and jump right into sex. Right. So, so actually working with it or talking about it as a turnoff, which in her mind, you know, to her partner, which yep. then is perpetuating her suffering through pain for years, which, you know, creates more negative mm -hmm. emotional and also physical. I mean, the bo her body saying no, 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 screaming no, and she's pushing herself through something that is not a yes. Right. So for, for her to actually experience yes in her body for the first time would be a really big deal. Yeah. You know. Um, okay, we have to take a break. I have lots more questions. Thank you, D-Love. That was good. Mm -hmm. Because uh, these are good questions, and now that you're interested in the topic, I think this is a this is good because you can help me clarify and go even deeper for all of our listeners. Yeah. All right. More sex with Jaya and ending pain when we return. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Very rarely does our news media spotlight some of the good things that are happening in our world. For more of these good stories and the people that are creating them, tune in to Bread for the Journey with Mariana Cacciatore. Whether these good acts stem from personal tragedy or just a desire to help out and make this a better world in which to live, you'll find inspiration in every week's program. Connect with those that are doing something great for a change. Listen for Bread for the Journey, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. 
news, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Are you a new mom? Got scar tissue? Check out the online program I did with Ellen Heed. It's packed with how-to videos, ebooks, and audio to help you get your mojo back after having a baby. Go to reclaimsex.com open for a free two-day trial. Three-day trial. Um, that's reclaimsex.com forward slash open for a free two-day trial. All right, D-Love, we have another question from a listener. Yes, we do. Uh, hi, Jaya. I have had my first real sex with a boy. I know everyone says the first time it hurts, and they also say after that, though, once you start going steady, it stops hurting and feels good. That didn't happen for me. It actually just hurts more the few times we tried, and I had to tell him to stop. He is telling me to use a dildo and stretch myself out, but I'm skeptical this will actually work. We used a lot of lube, and I was very aroused, but it just hurt extremely bad. What should I do? I want to feel good because I do want to be able to have sex with people. It just always seems that they will be too big for me. Okay. So um, she says, I was very aroused. So for my first question would be, what was, what was your arousal? You know, this is the first time she's having sex. She's very new at this. Sounds like she's very young. And, um, you know, experiencing sex for her first time. And, you know, most young people don't always know what full arousal looks like. When I was that age, I was also had no idea what full arousal looked like and, um, you know, didn't even know until later in life. So when she says I was very aroused, I'd, I'd say, well, maybe she was turned on and wet. Maybe she really wanted it, but was she fully aroused? I mm. don't know. Um, so again, things to check for, for full arousal is she fully swollen, meaning she, her labia are big and puffy, even red. Some women turn purple. Um, there is lubrication, but again, lubrication can be tricky. I know women who are totally dry, who are fully aroused. They get fully engorged. I know women who are so wet all the time. They just walk around wet all the time, and they, don't even, they aren't aroused at all. So the wetness and the wetness changes with biochemistry, and that has nothing to do with maybe how much a woman is turned on. You know, when I was breastfeeding, I was dry as a bone, and I'm totally turned on. So I, I don't judge it by lubrication. Judge it by how a woman looks, how her tissue feels. Um, so again, for this particular listener, I would say, do you know what full arousal looks like? And get yourself there even before you're with a partner. Is there I any wonder, place that uh, someone could go to see pictures of non-aroused versus fully aroused? You know, that's a really good question. I have to look that up, D-Love. Why don't you do a Google, Google search while I'm chatting? 
and okay. see if you can see find what, uh, we'll see what comes up under that see, see what uh, you can find for uh fully aroused genitals you know I, what do they really look like i also want to interject something here um about the dynamics between men and women and <clears throat> there are definitely a lot of guys out there who are out for their own self-pleasure and they're so oblivious to what it really takes to get a woman aroused and connected a lot of it a lot of women speak about emotional connection and needing to really feel connected and safe before they move into full arousal and i i think some unfortunate news here for women is that it's up to you to take the bull by the horns, so to speak. We need training and uh, we need to be maybe taken out of that porn concept of uh, sexual interaction that it's you will be able to hop right to it when we're feeling all you know sexually aroused or we think we're aroused. And the more a woman knows about what Jai is talking about, about full arousal and what her body needs and what feels good – the better you'll be able to educate your man. And I also know that a lot of women, like my friend, want to be in that place of pleasing and they don't necessarily want to they, – they think it's going to take the sexiness out of it to uh, help their men understand what they need. But I would encourage you, first off, if your man doesn't want to know what you need, then he's not the right man to be in a partnership. So test that boundary with your relationships and say, look, we need to play here. We need to discover because this isn't working for me. And if it ain't working for me, we ain't going to stay together. Right. So that's, you know, I'd give, I'd give women a vote of confidence to really step up and uh, educate and own the situation as best they possibly can. Right. Especially when you're first starting out in a relationship because, you know, if this is something that you end up, you really like this person and then you end up married and then you have children, I mean, it's it's not like it gets better. <laughs> I, right, mean, right. I mean, sex gets better. It can get better as you age. But if you're not willing to talk about it, this is where I'm saying it doesn't get better. You know, it's only going to get harder as, you know, you're you're in relationship longer, as, you know, you're, you have children, all these things. If it only gets harder, if you don't have the ability to speak up, mm-hmm. ask for what you want, check in, have good communication around sex. So, um you know, I think that that's a really important key. So another thing I would give this listener is to check in with your doctor because you could have a a slight infection and not know it. There could be bacterial infection. There could be, you know, you could have gotten an infection from using uh, bad lubricants. You could have gotten an infection just from, you know, not washing hands, any number of things. And that could be what's causing the pain and it's getting worse. A lot of people have infections and don't know that they do. Um, another thing could be that you have a really thick hymen. Um, this is the first time you're having sex. There are women who have really thick hymens and hymens, uh, you know, they kind of are, are pieces of tissue that grow over the vaginal opening or right inside. And that is usually broken the first time you have sex, but it can also get broken through tampons or riding bikes and all kinds of other things. So it's not the hymen that makes you a virgin. I just want to point that out as well. But some women have very, very thick hymens, and that thick hymen sometimes doesn't break fully during, you know, the first time you're penetrated or even with um, sometimes, you know, tamp. I, I would ask this, this person, do you use tampons, and if so, do they hurt when you put them in? Um, you know, so there could be a hymenal uh, tag, something like that, that um, could be causing the pain. 
So okay, that would so, be a okay. thing to check with a doctor. Go ahead. Just found one actually on Wikipedia under uh-huh. sexual arousal. I searched fully aroused vagina pictures, and they do have one photo where they have a side by side that shows you aroused versus non aroused. So there's one. I'll keep looking. Okay. Well, one on Wikipedia. Wikipedia. <laughs> of all places. All right. Um, okay, so your boyfriend recommended using a dilator so to help expand the tissues. Now, these have been effective for, effective for some women. You can get dilators of different sizes and use them bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, I would recommend the Intensity. That's a new product that's out. And you can actually blow it up to your own size. You know, you like squeeze it, it, it uh, and it inflates. So that one's good. And it also has electric stem to help get your muscles toned with, along with pleasure, a clitoral stimulation stimulator. And I just started using it. So that would be my recommendation as far as expanding the tissues. Um, I would also look at emotionally. Are you ready for sex? Do you feel safe with your boyfriend? You know, how are you emotionally when you, because it sounds like you're very young. Um, you know, what, what is it? Where are you at emotionally? Are you just doing this because you feel pressured? Are you doing it because you're really ready psychologically? Is your body really ready? You know, all those things, because our bodies are really telling us a lot. If sex is hurting, I would say step back, go back into lots of foreplay, um, go back into lots of oral sex. You know, another thing that I would give is I, I had a friend who couldn't have any kind of vaginal penetration um, and she used a little bit of ghee, it's G-H-E-E, on a tampon or a piece of, she couldn't even put a tampon in, so she had to put a piece of gauze in. And that, you know, with some Ayurvedic herbs, you could go to an Ayurvedic practitioner, that's Ayurveda, A-U, I can't spell it now, off the top of my head, <laughs> <laughs> Ayurveda, A-Y-U-R. V-E-D-A, and um, I have to type it out to see it. And, uh, you know, there's a, actually a guy here in, in L.A. that I work with, and he, his uh, website is dakiniwellness.com, and that's, uh, that's his, his website that you could check out for more information on that because there are lots of remedies for these things. I, don't, I want people to feel hopeful here because um, – it's easy to to remedy many of these things a lot. I mean, an easiest one is like just coming down to full arousal. All right, next question. Uh, all right, sorry, I'm trying. To, I'm searching. You're, you're, you're searching for fully engorged yes. genitals. I'm sure uh, you're getting an eyeful. Okay, so hi, I am a birth postpartum doula in San Francisco Bay Area with a client who has recently suffered severe trauma, second to fourth degree tearing, and a prolapsed rectum. During the birth of her first child, I am looking for resources to help this mom with healing both physically and emotionally and to help her avoid continuing pain and discomfort. Anything you can offer is very appreciated. Okay, great. So um, one, I would say work with a great sexological body worker. Uh, Ellen Heed is the best at this. Um, EllenHeed.com is her website, and she's amazing. She, she works with these kinds of things all the time. You know, again, scar tissue is my first inclination here. Um, you know, tearing, second, fourth degree tear goes all the way through the anus and then the prolapsed rectum, you know, all that stuff. Um, get a really good sexological body worker who knows how to work with that. There are sexological body workers in the Bay Area. So um, that's that's a good thing to know that actually that's sort of where it's invented and there's a school there that teaches it. So you, I'm sure you can find somebody really good who can work with that kind of 
um, tearing and the prolapsed rectum. Also, you could look for a really great pelvic PT um, physical therapist. That would be Isa Herrera is someone who I know is, is really excellent. She's in New York. Um, I did a show with her and Ellen. There's an archive of the show on the site, Sex, Sex with Jaya. And, um, you know, looking, looking at those two things between a sexological body worker and a pelvic PT, really getting her some help. Um, and also, you know, if you yourself are working since you're a postpartum doula, you know, learning these tools, go to Ellen Heed, go to a, a teacher training. You can look at my course online, reclaimsex.com forward slash open for the free trial. Um, you know, all those things, cause you, you want to learn as a postpartum doula, how to work with these, cause you're going to come up against them all the time. You know, women experiencing pain. I did not know how prevalent it was till I had my own baby and, uh, you know, experienced it firsthand. So, uh, those would be some really good resources for you. Great. Okay. Well, we have to take another break. We'll come back with more sex with Jaya and a question from a man who has had, you know, a wife with painful sex for six years. So I hope I can help them more sex with Jaya when we return. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Kadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya 
We're back today. We're talking about painful sex, how to cope with it, over overcome it, and end it when it comes to having intercourse. D Love, we have a letter from a listener. I'd love for you to read it, and I'll see what I can do to help. All right. Uh, I watched your clip on ABC News and was instantly intrigued. I am a 32-year-old married father of a beautiful six-year-old daughter and a husband to an equally beautiful wife. Like most married couples, the baby changed everything. And I felt some comfort listening to you explain your issues after childbirth as well. It sounds like you recovered nicely. However, in my wife's case, not so lucky. She had a pretty devastating childbirth, followed by a hereditary medical condition. During birth, she had the usual tearing, but for some reason, she lost most all sensation in her clitoris. After, or do we say clitoris? Clitoris. Clitoris. (laughs) After the birth of our daughter, it took almost an entire year for her to stop feeling intense pain during sex. However, even though, even... Though the years have gone by, she's still unable to achieve orgasm through masturbation, toys, sex, etc. Also, in addition to the sexual problems, she developed celiac disease and as a side effect, lost her ability to ovulate. What's more, my wife and I were married in our early 20s and I can honestly say most people consider those years the best days in their sex lives when they look back. Not me. Through all of these hard times, I am still a normal guy with a relentless sex drive. So these drastic differences in desire and ability have really hurt our relationship and marriage at a time when most thrive. After years and years of not seeing eye to eye, I think we see each other's perspective and are ready to try and have a fresh start with sex. My wife is open and willing to try to improve our sex lives and put most more of an effort into it. So my questions are, Uh, How should I proceed in engaging, planning, maintaining sex? One of the biggest problems right now is lubrication. Since my wife is perimenopausal, sex is painful for her and it makes it worse. Uh, What makes it worse is her autoimmune disease makes her allergic to everything. Lubricants like KY, Astroglide, even organic water-based lubricants. So Jaya, what should a guy do? I love providing oral sex to my wife. Absolutely love it. But since my daughter's birth, my wife will not allow me to touch her vagina with either my hand or my mouth. She said she just feels weird about it since she had our daughter. I could really use some advice on everything. I have spent years spinning my wheels trying to come up with a way, a remedy, a magic spell, anything to change our sex life or start one or start one for that matter. In the past six years, it has been so bad as to me being able to say that at one point I was in a sexless marriage. I still feel uh, drift. I still feel drift pretty close to what we typically have sex between ten and fifteen times a year. How pathetic is that? It's not um, like I don't ask for it either. More like beg. LOL. Help your your help is desperately needed. Okay. Lots of stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, the first thing I would address if I were working with you would be the emotional stuff. I mean, the sentence, but since my daughter's birth, my wife will not allow me to touch her vagina with my hand or my mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so what are you doing for foreplay if you can't do oral or manual stimulation? Um, so I would first address that though. She feels weird about it since she had her daughter. There's a rift there between the mother and the temptress on her end. And, um, you know, some emotional things are going on there. I, you know, I love S factor. I recommend that that might be something good for her. S factor.com. And there's a hyphen between S and factor. 
um, because that sort of helps her get back in touch with her feminine, with herself, with her body, with her sensual self, with her erotic creature. Would you um, uh, perhaps advise that she inspects herself with a mirror and gets comfortable with herself visually and that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, that would be good, too. But I think, you know, finding her temptress is about... Um, getting in touch with her body again, finding her sexuality. She may want to see a good therapist. I mean, this is definitely like a mental emotional piece. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, a good sexuality therapist who could work with her on reviving her temptress, you know, somebody who can help her bring that back to life. That's going to be a big key. And, 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 you know, you can do that too, guys. You can help her revive her temptress by just telling her how beautiful and amazing you, she is. Maybe he's already tried that. But, you know, a lot of people say, I've tried everything. But then I can recommend like 10 things they haven't tried. So, And there's a um, difference in saying those things with an agenda and really just saying them and giving, giving it as a gift. Yes. So that was, that's another thing I wrote was what are her needs? How can you fulfill those needs without expecting sex in return? So this is the thing. Women can smell when you want sex. We smell it. We know it. You massage our shoulders and we're thinking in our head, you just want sex. And we know that. So don't massage her shoulders because you want sex. Massage her shoulders because you want to give this to her. Massage her shoulders because you love her. And don't do it with an agenda. I mean, it's really hard. This is like totally Zen, guys. You've got to like get the sex out of your head. I know you want it. But the more that you want it, the more that you're focusing on the lack of it, the more that you're trying to get it, the more that it will elude you. So, <laughs> so do the things that, um, you know, that, that fulfill her needs. Is she overwhelmed? Is she, you know, she's got childcare and this and that. Maybe work and maybe she's exhausted. You know, what, you know, just asking her, what do you need? And not about sex. What do you need in life? Um, that's a big one. Uh, you know, she's got a biochemistry thing going on with the perimenopause and the postpartum stuff. Has she had her hormones checked? And, you know, I don't want that to be an excuse because this seems like it's such an emotional thing. The biochemistry and the, the, disease, the autoimmune disease, the celiac disease, all of that can just be an excuse not to have sex. So I don't want that to be the case. But having her hormones check and maybe having her go on some bioidentical hormones because she's going through perimenopause can be a good thing for helping her revive her temptress and can help her maybe get some of her libido going. Um, I'm wondering if you've tried an aloe lubricant because you mentioned KY, you mentioned some organic water-based lubricants, but aloe is really good because it matches the pH. So that would be a recommendation. Also coconut oil. Don't give up on the lubricants. They're really important. Um, you will find something that works. What Another are question. you... Go ahead. Is, is she already, is she taking any antidepressants or things that might be help, uh, affecting her affecting negatively? Her libido. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good one, D-Love. You know, what medications is she on? Is she taking a medication for the celiac disease or is she controlling it with her diet? You know, I would, I would look at, I would look at so many things here. Diet being a big one with the celiac disease. You know, what is she doing there? Um, you know, how are her sugars? You just, there's so many things um, here that I would want to look at. And then what are you doing that currently works? So try to focus on those things that work instead of the things that don't work. You know, I hear a lot in here of what doesn't work. I haven't heard anything that works. So I would, mm. I would say, you know, what, what has worked? What does make good sex between the two of you? Start focusing on those things. Um, you know, here with this, with this, I would say really get a good sexuality coach or a therapist to work with you together. I would work, I would so work with this couple, um, cause this would be a really good, you know, I would, I could just see a lot of good coming out of it. 
Um, you know, somebody who could work with them together and separately, I would recommend, you know, like to see them, you know, I would love to see her separately from him. So, cause sometimes women don't tell the whole truth in front of their partners. I, I see this a lot and then I get them alone and they're like, oh my God, he's awful in bed, you know? <laughs> and then I start seeing what's going on or, oh my God, I'm just not in love with him anymore. Okay. All right. Well, now we have this thing, you know, now we know what we're working with as opposed to, sort of like lying and deceiving because there's there's stuff going on here there's a lot going on here and I would want to mine this um you know and see what's going on for her mostly you know working with her and then how he can be a better lover to her and again full arousal full arousal full arousal if you're not letting your partner touch you with his hands or his mouth you know how are you getting fully aroused or is it just sort of a, like stick it in me and get it over with? If it's stick it in me and get it over with, of course it hurts. Of course she doesn't enjoy it. Of course she doesn't want more sex. Um, you know, so that's my two cents. We have to go. This has been a great show. Thank you, everyone, for writing in and, and sending me questions. People can always call in, too. Don't be shy. All right. Visit my site, sexisyou.com, for more information like you've heard on this show. Thank you, D-Love, for being on with me. I've you enjoyed bet. Sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today.